Danto, Sean Polofsky. I love her. I love her too. Um, uh, so pretty much our person right now. All right, say something for me. Something for me. Good job. All right. Is that all fine and dandy? It's all fine and dandy. Oh, I'm sure Josh Adam Myers. I've had Josh Adam Myers. I've actually ended up going to Josh Adam Myers' house a couple more times. I've massaged him five or six times now. But he gets me in the green room for the shimmy shimmy ya, so eh. I got to see Bill Burr the other day, so that was cool. Emily ran after Bill Burr. Oh, you did? Like, how do you pitch to all things comedy? Uh-huh. And I thought he would come back and she ran. <laughs> so I have Burt Kreischer in October with Leanne. But right now, on the table, I have Jason. Hooray! Get undressed, get on other sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. Hi, everybody. Everybody says hi. They're all waving you. They're all watching because you're naked. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, have you ever had a massage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not in a while, though. Yeah. Have you ever broken anything? Uh, just about everything. Really? Both collarbones. Uh, I had my nose removed from my face. How? I hit with a golf club when I was very young. <gasps> and it completely destroyed my face. My nose was completely gone. It was just a hole. And they found all the cartilage on my shirt and on my shoes. Who hit you? My babysitter. <laughs> no, on purpose? No. But he was like, not... Oh, that tickles. He's not supposed to... My dad was like a real shitty person. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, like, he used to pay high school kids with cocaine to watch his two kids. Holy shit. Yeah, he's a real great guy. But he had, like, new golf clubs. And he told his babysitter, hey, man, whatever you do, just don't touch my golf clubs. And then he gives, you know, 17-year-old cocaine. Of course, he's going to touch the golf clubs. Right. So he took us to this park so he could use these golf clubs. And I was walking behind him, and he didn't see me walking up behind him. And when he swung, it just blasted me right in the face. Oh, my God. I almost lost my left eye. Because of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost lost my left eye, too. And I was in the hospital for like 11 days. I had like plastic surgery three different times. Holy shit. Uh-huh. That's it, crazy. They said if, I, if it happened when I was an adult, uh-huh. that I would just be permanently scarred for life. Right. But because I was like, you know, your face is still growing and your skin's, you know, you're so young. Uh-huh. I was probably like seven. Oh, my God. It kind of, I mean, you have to look really close to see the scar. But I had like a cast on my face for like six months. Did you have to go to school or did they homeschool you? No, I mean, I was completely out of school for like a month. And then when I went back, uh, this feels awesome, by the way. When I went when I went back, uh, you know, I had a cast on my face for like a month, two months. Fucking, did the kids sign it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> Can I sign your face, Jason? It's like I, like I fell asleep in a subway and I just graffitied my face. <laughs> Somebody draws a dick on it. <laughs> I'm with stupid. <laughs> Let's see what else. Boom is here. What else did I? What else did I break? Yes. Oh, the worst one. Oh yes. And it, it's, it sounds like that would be the worst one. Yeah, it does. Uh, but when it comes to pain, uh, I fractured my tailbone. <gasps> yes. Yes, that is the most painful thing. That motherfucking thing is the size of a dime. Your coccyx, yes. Oh, God, it's the worst. Yes. You can't laugh, cough, sleep, shit, sit, walk, 
run. You can't do anything. You can't live. You would really... I had to sit on like a donut. All oh, those in high school. Yep. I had to sit on this dumb donut. I had to take the elevator because I couldn't walk upstairs. Yep. How did you fracture it? I was playing basketball on ice. Oh. So I jumped to like get a rebound, and when I landed, just both my feet came right out from under me, and I just straight down on it. Except it was hockey. Right. <laughs> now I didn't fracture it, but I bruised my tailbone. I was at a party I didn't want to be at. I was in high school. It was with my cousins. And this guy, I was sitting on the tailgate, but the tailgate was up. So I was kind of like perched on that two-inch tailgate thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, Joy, come dance with me. And I'm like, uh-huh. no. And he's like, come on. And he pulled me and my ass landed on the hitch. Uh-huh. And I That'll thought, I was, it. yeah, was, I lost my virginity to a hitch. I was like, oh my Basically. God. Like my butt virginity, you know. Ugh. <laughs> my anal hymen. That hurts, man. Oh, it People hurts don't know. so bad. I was crying. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, you broke my ass. My ass is broken. And then having to explain to your dad that your ass is broken, that you really didn't do anything to break your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad's like, ah, I don't believe you. Did you see that girl that got pushed off the bridge? No. Like 60 feet up? <gasps> it's like over a river? <gasps> And I guess people jump into it a lot from, ugh, <laughs> from, uh, like, you know, that height. And there's these high school kids up there, and this girl is thinking about jumping. And then she's like, ah, oh, she chickens out. She's like, I don't want to do it. And some asshole guy pushes her. Oh, shit. So she, like, hits the water, like, from 60 feet up Yay. in a weird way. Like, not, you know, like, if you uh-huh. jump, you can kind of control how you go in. Right. She basically belly flops, oh. breaks a bunch of bones, like, fucks her whole shit up. What an asshole. What an asshole. If, and, and that has to be super scary. She thinks she passed out on the way down. That's that's terrifying because your body, when you pass out, automatically starts breathing on its own. Which is why when I was little, or when my kids were little, they <laughs> hold their breath. And my mom's like, just hold, let them hold their breath. If they pass out, they're going to automatically start breathing again. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. So I'm like, whatever, just pass out, fucker. Shut those idiots up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Love Joke's on you. Your body's going to make you live. Ha ha. Uh, I love how your mom's like, just let them pass out. Yeah. My mom's me. I swear. We're the same person. It cracks me up. Because my mom would have been like, no, breathe. Like, she would have freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're doing this to me, aren't you? Real, I've cracked a lot of ribs in my day. Yeah? I've had a lot of stitches. Ooh, tell me. I love if that. I was bald, I, I, I'm sure my head looks like a fucking... Just like a cue ball, like a, like an old cue ball. I one time I had like six stitches in my head because I was chasing a balloon when I was a kid, oh, and I did this like real classic smart move of I opened up like dresser drawers and I was just gonna use them as like stairs. Ah. And right when I kind of got up to like get close to the balloon, then the whole dresser just went backwards on me. Ah, head wounds bleed a lot. Fell down a flight of stairs a couple times. <laughs> I was a very clumsy kid. What about now? I'm not too clumsy now. No, I can't walk straight without tripping on. I haven't broken anything in a long time. Okay. I'm sure I just jinxed it. I was gonna say, should we knock on something? A piano piano falls on me right when you say that. (laughs) I play the Looney Tunes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's always like a safe falls on them, then they open the safe and their heads in the safe. And then they've got a sign that they were just able to write about immediately. Uh They're like, oh, hold on, I gotta write a sign. Okay, so broken stitches. Yeah, I was always in the hospital when I was a kid. They had to think I was, like, an abused child. Did your parents ever get, like, looked at? Well, once. 
And it wasn't because of me. There was this kid that we kind of like adopted named Brad. I wonder what happened to that guy. He's probably dead. <laughs> you kind of adopted him. <laughs> yeah, he was like this. He was a nice boy. He was young. I was in high school. He's probably seven. And his mom was kind of a cunt. Uh-huh. And she was like in a band. And she wanted to take him out of school to. Because she was going to. Her band was going to go on the road. Okay. And my mom. I was raised by lesbians. My two moms were like, don't fucking kick. You know, he's got like two months left of school. Why don't, we'll just take him. So he lived with us for like two months and then an entire summer uh, so he could finish first grade. No. Um, and which. He was a cool kid. But he was super clumsy. <laughs> and. One time he was running through the kitchen and my mom was on the phone and that's like when the, the, it, you know, sounded like landlines. Yeah. And he didn't see the cord going across the kitchen and just clotheslines himself. <laughs> so he had this phone cord scar around his neck uh-huh. that looked like a noose uh-huh. scar. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he was totally fine. He didn't even really hurt him. He was a tough little kid. But the teachers called. Oh, shit. And they're like, yeah, exactly what happened to Brad because, you know... They wanted to see if our story matched his. Right. And then my mom told him, like, and eh, that's pretty much what he's saying happened. <laughs> and scene. You know what? Those things are fucking dangerous, though, because when I was in high school, I had, like, a 50-foot-long cord, uh-huh. so I could go... Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly what this was. Uh-huh. That's exactly what this was. And we were talking to some boy, I don't know, whatever, and I was like, hold on, let me go get my phone in the room, because it'll come in the living room. So I was running with the phone in my hand, but I didn't realize the cord was completely tangled in a knot, and I'm running so fast, it stops me, lifts my feet up on the ground, and pulls me back down the hallway. It was like a movie scene, and my friends are looking at me, and I'm just back up, face, or face up, back down, staring at the hallway like, how fuck did I just get here? It's like I'm being on a bungee cord. Right? My sister stole a car when she was 13. Why? What'd she do? She, well, you reminded me of that because she to go see a, her boyfriend. <laughs> was it? Like, she thought we were gone for, like, the whole fucking weekend or something. Uh-huh. And she was going to be there by herself. And then for some reason we came back. Because your mom. And I forgot something, yeah. Like an hour later or something. And then, uh, her car is totally gone. A car we didn't even know. She, like, she knew how to drive a stick somehow. <laughs> you, you learn different things for Dick. I mean, you get special <laughs> abilities when the Dick is calling. I'm I saying. believe it. It happens. It happens to me all the time. For Dick? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, you wave a good Dick. I'm like, I, I know how to speak Spanish now. Like, okay. Right? Yeah, I did. Origami? I got this. <laughs> Origami. What do you need me to learn? When we were... You ever watch a show Shameless? No. On Showtime? It's I cool. know about it, though. It's pretty much how me and my sister grew up. And they were just like all... Everybody in their family, they're all just big scammers. And when I was little, before my mom left my dad for a woman, his whole all, crew, they were all complete scumbags. And they used to drive around like the south side of Chicago in like a pickup truck. Okay. And if they saw any ethnic person on a bike, they would yell, hey, that's my bike. And if they jumped off of the bike and took off running, they would re-steal it. And if they didn't take off running, they would just keep driving around. So they would just be re-stealing stolen bikes. So they were just entrepreneurs. Based on pure racism. Oh, my God. Isn't it hilarious? I don't even know how to respond to that. Oh, I know. (laughs) I don't either. I mean, you don't have that DNA in you. I do. (laughs) Fucked up DNA in me though. Uh huh. Yeah. Eh. 
happens. I got to deal with the fact that that 23 of my chromosomes are from a complete scumbag. <laughs> and, the, and the other 23 is a lesbian, so I'm real fucked. <laughs> Probably. That's that's the only thing I got going for me. Style and eating pussy. There you go. You do have style. I was just digging on your socks right now. Which ones do I have? The chicken wings. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those are fantastic. I, You know, John is like, a, he has a sock. John has a sock fetish. So um, Really? Yeah. Like, oh, like female socks? He likes me to wear, like, different socks. He loves socks on my legs. I don't know. Like, if you're naked, he still wants you to wear socks? Yeah, if they're, like, thigh-high or knee-high. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's totally into that. All right. There's a sock store in Universal City. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and he... It's, I love that store. I love the sock exchange. Uh-huh. It's amazing. And we go in there, and John's like, ooh, these are sexy. <laughs> I have a lot of thigh-high, knee-high socks. Well, yeah, if your man's I'm fucking totally into that, I bet you have a lot of them. Yeah, I do. I'm like, all right, I'll wear socks. Cold, whatever. If I don't have to get a pedicure, psh, all right. Right. Hide those toes. Let's do that. Right? That's a way cheaper way to go. It is. Socks last. Wait, what did Bill Burr say when you asked him how to pitch? Uh, he said that if we get our up, I come back. Oh, uh, Okay. I was wondering what the boss man says about our network. Yeah. I think he was also, I ran at his In heels. It was amazing. I, I was kind of like, you ran for it. You did what you had to do. You did what you had to do. He did? Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's very nice. But you know what? I fucked up because I have a connection with him and I didn't mention it. I'm, oh, you're a guy that does Yeah. I massaged a cop who is taking helicopter lessons and him and Bill Burr shared a helicopter because Bill uh, Burr's doing helicopter lessons. Yeah. And he, the guy was talking about me. Like, oh, my massage therapist, she does a massage therapy podcast, and she's a comedian, and she does stand-up. So he, if I would have been like, hey, like, I know a guy you took helicopter lessons with, but when he walked in, I was, that chair that night was busy. I massaged a lot of people uh -huh. that night. So I was like, oh, at the, at Josh's show? Yeah. yeah. I did like a mirror, and I did Baron, and I was just, everybody was hopping on the chair. Avery, so it was just, it was a busy night that night. Must be like a new push from comics to get massages. When I did that uh, skank, fest, skank Fest, they had a masseuse in the green room there too. I know, I heard she made a shit ton of money. Yeah, I think she did. But the, I was like, Josh, what the hell? You had a massage therapist and she's like, oh, she was shit, she was shit. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for making me feel better about myself. I mean, he didn't hire him. Right, I know. He was just n n never not in the chair. That's how I knew he was on this podcast 12 times. Every time I see you two in the same place, you're on his back like Yoda. This guy. Oh, I know. I think know. Uh, I twisted my neck. Uh, I need you. He, he literally walks up and goes, hi, Joy, and then turns around. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously don't know what his face looks like. <coughs> oh, that's great. I can 100% see him doing that. All the time. I asked him the other day, well, uh, you realize I'm more than hands, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 you're, you're my friend. I'm like, okay. Yeah, walk on my back. <laughs> Get my nap. Yeah, you're a friend. You're more than a massage therapist. I'm like, okay, just, I just, okay. Thank you. Verify. Verify me, please. Validate that I'm a person and not just a massage therapist. I don't know if he can do that. <laughs> I'm not sure if that he can. Josh. I could see that. He cracks me up every time I've got the chair. He's like, hurry up, hurry up. 
Who else? Somebody else when we were in New York was also in that thing nonstop. It was him and somebody else. Fuck, I'll think of it. Okay. No, uh-uh. One big J. It was an L.A. person. Oh. Uh, wasn't Wine Shank. Damn, that's going to drive me nuts. Because every time I was like, eh, of course you're in the chair again. It <laughs> definitely wasn't still. No, it wasn't him. Oh, he was on this too, huh? Yeah, he was one of my first ones. Uh-huh. I, yeah, it's out. He, that one's out. He bones and groans a lot. Really? Yeah, he's all, uh. How did he do without his cell phone? Okay, that is so funny because I was thinking about editing it out, but I didn't. I left it in about <sighs> 30 minutes into it. He's like, hey, Joy, can you give me, because he had it on the charger. Uh-huh. He's like, can you go give me my cell phone? And I'm all, really? While you're massaging him? While I'm massaging him. And that's basically when I ended the massage. I'm like, all right, you're checking out on me because he was looking at his phone. I'm like, all right. Like, we did good. How many minutes did he last without looking at his phone is the real question. Um, 37 minutes. That's really good for him. Yes, but I was hurting him a lot. <laughs> like, he groaned and moaned a lot. But that man was just... I think he was groaning because he didn't have his cell phone. Probably. <laughs> He's like lamenting, like, oh, my that cell phone. That was the and then his girlfriend moved his cell phone off the charger. So I'm like, I don't know where it is. And he's like, it was right there on the charger. And I was like, there's nothing on the charger. And I kept going, is this your phone? No, 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 it was right there. And I'm like, but this isn't, I'm like, this is your phone. Like, and he's like, oh, that's my phone. Yay, team. <laughs> like, okay. But he was funny. He entered, he kind of took over the podcast, though, and he was asking me questions. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I could see him doing that. Which is fine. I mean, How long do you have to go to school for this? Um, you have to have 500 hours. So I went for 11 months, four days, four hours a day. So Monday through Thursday, four days for 11. Uh huh. And then I got my certification. And then my license, I just work under the chiropractor. Does that mean you're a chiropractor as well? I work for a chiropractor. No, I'm just uh -huh. a therapist. Yeah, I don't have my chiropractor. No, because that's a whole PhD. Yeah, that, I was going to say, that's a whole nother thing. Which is fine. I could do it, but I'm kind of hoping that maybe something like this will go. So I only have to massage maybe twice, three times a week instead of 40. <laughs> you get 40 massages a week? No, I do like 27 a week. Yeah. And then... Mm, that's a bit much. It is. On the pressure? Yeah. Okay, I was like, 27 a week? Yeah, I know it is a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. It is a lot. And I've been doing it 11 years. I've worked at the chiropractor. What's the creepiest person you've had that's not a triple or a comedian? <laughs> There's two. Two people that were really creepy? Yes. One, it's the only time I've ever asked the bo my doctors never to schedule them again. And he's... <laughs> the first time he came in... I could just tell he was creepy, and he, so I was. I massaged him, and he kept like trying to hit on me, and I kept mentioning. How, him. What describe this guy to me? How old is he? He's okay in his forties. Uh huh. You can tell he was in all of his work clothes. Like okay, this is actually perfect. So he was in his work clothes. So he was in like dirty jeans and like a t-shirt, and it was kind of dirty. His hair was kind of must, you know. And he just came from work. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. The next time he came in, he was. Do you remember those old like Jinko jeans that had the dragon on the butt? Mm -mm. Like they were embroidery dragon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think he was trying to 
Like, he went through his closet and I was like, oh, what's going to look cool? So he had those Sounds on. like he was really wrong. Yo, so wrong. So wrong. Like, his mirror was making fun of him. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, you look good. And then he was wearing a button-up shirt. And I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, this guy's a hit on me. So when people go in the room, because the room's very um, not soundproof at all. Uh-huh. The walls are very thin. So what they do is they go in the room. I stand outside. They get under the sheets. And they're like, okay, ready. Because a lot of them get completely naked. Uh-huh. You know, do the glutes and everything. Uh-huh. No big deal. So he's like, I'm ready. And I open the door. And he's butt-ass naked. And he throws his hands up in the air like he's in a fucking stick-up. Instead of normal people would cover their genitalia. No, not this dude. He's standing. Yeah, he's standing, and he said he was ready. Uh Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, look at you. You're too fast for me. And I was like, damn it. So I closed the door, and I'm like, okay, tell me when you're under the sheet. So a couple seconds later, he's like, I'm ready. And I counted to, like, 60, and then I walked in. And then while I'm massaging him, he puts his arms, like, where the headrest is, so they're, like, hanging down like this. Uh-huh. And he starts tickling my feet. Weird. And he's like, are your feet ticklish? You know? Weird. Do you want to be touched? And I was like, all right, this massage is over. And I ended it, and I walked out, and I told the doctors, I'm like, do not reschedule him with me. And then I went in the doctor's office, and I sat in his office till he left. Yeah, and that's a weird guy. Super creepy. Now, the next one... <laughs> Not the same guy. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. This one is, um, <laughs> um, he came in and he was perfectly fine. Like, I walked in and he was wearing gym shorts and he was above the sheet. Whatever, you're in gym shorts. So, it was just him and I because I work a lot of off hours. So, the doctors are gone. So, it's just me in the massage room or me in the chiropractor's office. No big deal. Uh-huh. And he was like... I didn't know if I should get completely nude. I didn't know what type of establishment this was. And just by his verbiage, I was like, fuck. And I go, well, you can get completely nude. Just get under the sheet so I can properly drape you. You know, standard massage therapy answer. Uh-huh. And he goes, what if I don't want to get under the Well, then I'm just going to suck your dick, bro. <laughs> you, you, you said all the right words, idiot. You, you did it. Ta-da, you found the key. And I go... Well, I'm all, I guess you don't have to. I'm all, I'm married and I have three sons. So it's not like you're going to show me something I haven't seen before. And quite frankly, penises are ugly. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, just mentioned I have kids. Just mentioned I'm married. Like totally just shut them down. <laughs> no. And he's like, well, you haven't seen my penis yet. I'm like, oh, fuck. That old classic line. Oh, yeah. Pretty penis right there. It's like angels are flying around his penis. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, the rest of the massage, it was like a tennis, you know. And he told me at one point, I bet having sex with you is like having sex with wildebeest. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, why are we picking that ant? Why a fuzzy sheep? Like, nah. I'm not a fuzzy sheep. Damn it. So he's saying shit like that to you during the whole massage. The whole massage. And then the greatest part about it is when he left, I'm going to cut this part out as well, he made an appointment for his wife and his 15-year-old. Of course. Yeah. Gorgeous. His wife is gorgeous. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you even want to touch me when you've got that at home? How did you know, uh, because men are pigs, how did you know what he did for work? He told me. Okay. You know what? He comes in now. Now he's more, he's better. Like he tried, he got shut down the whole hour. Now he comes in and him and I are kind of friends. Uh Uh-huh. 
Like, I actually enjoy massaging Like, him. he knows where he stands now. Yeah. And, like, at, the second time he came in, he was like... I'd still love to see that beautiful dick he talks yeah, about. Oh, no shit, I need to get a picture of it. <laughs> I'm sure that's real hard to do. Fucking pretty penis. You know, and then at one point he came in and he was like... I'm like, why don't you have sex with your wife? Like, why do you want to have sex with me? You actually said that to him? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not into necrophilia. So basically, he's saying his wife's super cold. And I'm all, that's your problem. If you don't know how to turn your wife on, I'm all, that's on you. Yeah, if you don't know how to turn your wife on, what the fuck you think you're going to do with me? Right. And he's like, she just lays there. And I'm like, I got a perfect fix for that. I'm like, right before you put your dick in her, tell her that her sister's better. Uh I guarantee she's not going to be laying still. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, yeah, my massage therapist is better. Right. Oh, She's like fucking a wildebeest. He's like a wildebeest. Like, <laughs> like I left the massage room and Googled wildebeest. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no. Like, why that animal? Like, uh, no. So those were my two. I have one guy. He comes in once a week. And he always tells me I'm a bad girl. And he pats my ass. Like, eh, whatever. That's a bit much. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just kind of deal with it. I'm like, whatever. Like, I know where I stand, and I know how to shut them down. Right. My hands are strong enough that I'm going to hurt them, so... Yeah. I'm in the power position. I'm in the power top. <laughs> and they are the weak baby bottoms, so... Yeah. What about you? Have you had any, like, crazy women, like, hit on you after a show? Like, a chuckle fucker just throw... Oh, you yeah. A lot of times. The weird ones are, it's you know, when you're on the road... Uh-huh. And it's always like a dude who's like a fan, and he brings his girlfriend. But like, here's where they fuck up. Like, they they're talking her girlfriend into going. It's like, oh, he's one of my favorite comics. I listen to his that's who's podcast. I'm always listening to. You know, it's always like podcast fans. Uh huh. They come see you do stand up. So indirectly, the mistake that they've made is they've talked about me. They've talked me up a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, you can't touch the bottoms of my feet. Okay. I'm so insanely ticklish, I'll kick you like a wildebeest. I have... <laughs> Thank you for the warning. Oh, you would have known. And the thing is, I have the feet of a gay baby. I have beautiful feet for you a man. Booties. Yes. Now carefully touch the bottom and feel how soft they are. Aww. Ooh, they are soft. See what I mean? So every girlfriend I've ever had is dying to touch my feet, but you can't, otherwise I lose my shit. Right. That's a bit much on the cast. Okay. Oh, my, my, I'm really ticklish. My whole legs are ticklish now. Do you want to just skip the legs? Maybe, now that I've talked about it. Let's skip the legs. God, yeah, it's ticklish. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's like a psychological thing. No, but so they'll, you know, they talk about it, and then if you have a good set, and then they want to hang out, so now you're hanging out with a fan uh-huh. and his girlfriend, and they're all drinking. Those are the girls that always hit on you. Of course. Like, they're, like, making fucking... You know, like flicking their tongue at me when their boyfriend's talking to me, but they're behind him. Right. I'm like, you dirty little bitch, you. <laughs> I thing I want to do is go on some f- fucking all my fans' girlfriends <laughs> spree. Just one by one, knocking them off. Got Jimmy's, got Chad's. Yeah, right? Those are the ones that are always weird, because I'm like, I get it if it's like, you know... A bunch of girls, and it's girls' night, and they go to a comedy club, and then, you know, they see you, and then you wind up going out with all them, and hooking up with one of them or something. Or all of them. But the, but the, what, the creepy ones to me are the ones that are like, you came here with your boyfriend. Right. What do you possibly think could happen with us right now? Girl, there's only so much we can do in the storage room. Yeah, they'll go, or they'll go, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they'll go to, like, uh, uh. 
I remember one time, I don't remember where I was though. Where was I? St. Louis, I think. Me and Ren Azizi were in St. Louis. Okay. And he went back to the hotel and I was hanging out with this dude who's like a fan of mine and his girlfriend. And she's like, hey, let's, hey, we can give you a ride back to your hotel. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. She's like, let's swing by, I don't remember his name, but like, let's swing by Jimmy's place uh-huh. and get your weed. And then we'll go back to your hotel and smoke weed because I was bitching I couldn't have any, didn't find any pot in St. Louis. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's dope. I was leaving the next day. Literally dope. Literally dope. And uh, this guy runs in. First of all, here's strike one. Okay. Where this guy's an idiot. She insists on sitting in the back seat with me. Oh. There's nobody even in the front seat but this guy, like an Uber driver. Fucking Uber. <laughs> so he's like, why are you... You know, I don't even remember what her excuse was to do that. And then he comes out with we, but when he went into his apartment, she's like just making out with me. Uh huh. While he's in there, and then he comes back in, and then she's like, "You didn't? I thought you were gonna get like a bottle of booze too." He's like, "Oh, you didn't say get." She's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did." She definitely did not. (laughs) So then he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no problem." And then she, he goes back in to get booze, and then she starts making out with me again. I was like, girl, I don't know what... I mean, if you're going to keep sending... You're going to have to send this guy on a longer journey. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, all we're going to do is make out for 40 seconds. Nothing ever happened, but then we were back, and she was really drunk. And I, well, I was I was not sober myself. But when we got back to my place, like, she... It was getting pretty late. And then he says... She goes to the bathroom, and then he says to me, Will you do me a favor and kick us out of here? You shit. Oh. I tell her you gotta get up early. And I, was just, I was like, you got it, brother. By the way, um, how do I taste? Mm. Tell me how I taste later. Yeah, right. Oh, dirty, dirty girl. Yeah, it's, those are, but it's that's not even close to the first time that's happened. No. Yeah, I believe it. Because you can almost see it, like, when we're at the comedy store or anything. You can see those women. They're like, oh, he's on stage. He made me laugh. I must give him my vagina hole. Yep. Like, here, I present this hole to you. Especially the more more drunk they are. Uh Uh-huh. And the more big celebrities they see you talking to and being friends with. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, this guy hangs out with Rogan, and he just got off stage. He must have lived in a mansion. Right. Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> I live in two mansions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I clean mansions. <laughs> so where's your favorite place you've ever done stand-up? Shush. I mean, I know it's a really like stupid answer, but probably the comedy store. That is not a stupid answer. I love that answer. I love that place. I love that place, too. I mean, it's... it's if I moved out of, New, of, of uh, Los Angeles, it would probably be the only thing I would miss. I could see that. You know, and people are like, what about the beach? I'm like, I never go to the beach. I never go to the beach either. If I loved it so much, I would go there all the time. But, I, I mean, if I'm never at the beach, it would probably be the comedy store. But, I mean, I have a soft spot for a lot of clubs in Chicago, too. That Zanies, the, the original Zanies on the north side's great. Right. It just feels like it's 1983 in there. Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, it's the low ceilings and the bars way in the back. It's just one gigantic room that's packed. Uh-huh. Uh, there's something about that room I really love, too. It feels like it's impossible to do bad. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like the layout of the room is set up for Success. laughter. Uh-huh. You know, everybody's closed in real tight. There's not a lot of wiggle room, so you just have no choice but to just sit there and laugh. Right. And pay attention. Yes. 
Yeah, there's a couple times, like, when the original room has the curtains open out to sunset, you see people just kind of staring out of it. And you're like, yeah. no, why are you not paying attention? Uh, well, the thing is about people get so, so jaded here because you get to see everything. That's yeah. true. Every show... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to hit you the head. You like being touched? Not every, yet. uh... <laughs> Do it again. Every, um... Every show is almost like a goddamn comedy festival. You're right. I mean, you factor in, if you want to see Bill Burr or any, or let's say Bill Burr or Rogan or any of those guys, uh-huh. you got to pay like $50 and go to some theater whenever they come to your town and you get to see just them. Every night there, it's, you know, it's Bill Burr, then Rogan, then, you know, Arsenio Hall will go on and then Chappelle, Chappelle will show up at one in the morning and go on for two hours and then... Red is easy and Bobby Lee and like the lineups are just insane and people like bitch about a two drink minimum or a fifteen dollar ticket price. I'm like this is a four hundred dollar yeah. comedy festival that you get tonight. Yes, this is a benefit. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it literally is like you know the, those like comedy festivals that everybody's at. Those lineups look just like the stores lineup every night. Yeah, you're right. Every single night. And those are like $400 tickets to go to those things. Uh-huh. And then you're stuck in the back and, yeah, you have shitty seats. And- you know, there you can, I mean, if you hang out there long enough and you're cool enough, you can smoke pot for free, probably milk a couple free shots here and there. And uh-huh. You know what I mean? If you hang out there long enough and know the right people, when people like, you, you know, like you'll have a drink outside, they're like, can I take this in there? And they're like, yeah, but it doesn't count as one of your minimum drinks. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I would tell people that when they're outside at the bar, I'm like, if they're about to go on the show, I'm like, hey, don't get a drink here if you're only going to have two drinks. Like, if you're not a drinker, because it doesn't count towards the thing, towards a two-drink minimum. And they're like, oh, thanks. But it's like, it just blows my mind that people can still come there and complain about anything. The lineup, which is stacked, the cost of drinks, which is like, I mean, it's not that much. It's not that bad, no. I mean, there's way worse places on Sunset. Yes. I mean, you don't factor in what you get. Right. No, which, I agree. Which is all of the greatest comics, uh, arguably, in the world every single fucking night. Mm-hmm. And yet, you can still be like, eh, I don't know. His new bit's just like, whatever. Right. You're like, dude, I mean, <laughs> you know. That new bit's going to be huge after he starts working. That's my favorite part is watching the morning Me cat. too. That's what I like the most. And watching this bit develop. And uh-huh. Like, oh, I love it. Like, when they're like, I have an idea. And then just to see it evolve. It's Rogan's got this new bit, which I won't even try to do or for a multitude of reasons. But I don't, you know, I don't like giving away people's bits on podcasts and uh-huh. shit. But it's about, you know, cats and dogs, like differences between cats and dogs. Uh-huh. And I've literally had the pleasure over the last couple months of watching it just get better and funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier. And I, I, I love that same part of that, too. Oh, I love, yeah. That's like, that's one of my favorite parts is just to see it grow, see them cut the fat, uh-huh. see them add different tags that start working better. Oh, a diff- different Yeah, usually tags. it's like too long. Uh-huh. And then it's like short enough, but it still needs tags. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's almost like you take a bunch out and then you put more, ba- put you know, put it, put more back into it. Uh-huh. With different tags and stuff. It's always, yeah, that's always a fun thing to watch. People working shit out like that. Oh, it's my favorite. I do love it. That's why I also like shows like, like, uh, you, Nick Yusuf has that, um. The workshop? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's like you, you can't do any material you've ever done before. That's amazing. You know, so everybody bombs. But everybody bombs. Uh-huh. No matter who it is. And it's just, get to say it. 
like I have a bunch of new stuff that I just I just need to say just so I can fill it out and then you know either ditch it or start reworking it and molding it like fucking Play-Doh. Yep. I mean not fucking Play-Doh. Fuck Play-Doh. That was weird. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> you can mold Play-Doh into a very beautiful dick. Yeah, but it's kind of squishy. Like I don't. It would be like. That's true. You'd have to freeze it. Right. Or it'd be like gumming it in like a gummy bear. Yeah, it's like tucking a sock inside of another sock. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> put some in it and then oh you'd be have to go fish right or just dropping blue i don't it's blue in my head right now <laughs> no i'm using play-doh but okay. i have boys so it's always blue play-doh we always have blue play-doh in our house how old are your three boys you have three boys right yes 7 12 and 17 oh uh, yeah you got your hands full. are they do they get along uh sometimes uh-huh. we had a fight today it was not fun uh and then the seven and twelve yes uh-huh the 17, he wants to just do his own shit. He wants to do his girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. That's all he wants to do. Is he getting laid? Yeah. Yeah. That was all. Um, Don Barris figured that out for me. Oh, he did? You didn't even know? I kind of assumed. I love Don Barris. But we were in the Ding Dong show, and I was talking about having three boys, and then Don's like, wait, 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 wait. What are their ages? And then I said, oh, no, I was talking about... Um, my son having a girlfriend and how I call her Jade the whore and he called Tyler because Tyler was babysitting the little boys and he's like hey Tyler um this is Don Barris I have your mom and your dad here right now and um they were telling me you have a girlfriend what's your girlfriend's name and he's like Jade and then I whispered to the audience And then he was like, what's she like? And he's like, oh, she's opinionated. She's sassy. She's got attitude. This is my 17-year-old describing his girlfriend. So I'm like, oh, she's a bitch. Like, she's and now he's doing this on stage with the microphone to the... to the. Yeah, we're in the belly room. Cell phone. We're live on YouTube. It's the Ding Dong Show. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shit. And then he's like, well, Tyler, what we want to know is if you've gone all the way. Like, have you been intimate with Jade? And I've got your mom and your dad here, and they are just hoping and praying that you say yes, and they'd be so proud of you. Really? And my knees are going weak. I'm like, please stop. Please stop, Don. Uh-huh. And then Tyler, he goes, oh, Tyler goes, I don't know. Because he's like, are you having sex? And Tyler's answer was, I don't know. And the whole audience was like, oh my God, Jade the whore took his virginity, blah, blah, blah. So then Don goes, thank you for talking to my Tyler, hangs up the phone, hands me the microphone back and goes, okay, you can continue your set now. Hilarious. And I'm like, jokes, punchline, laugh. Huh? (laughs) Like, how am I supposed to continue right now? So then what did you say to him when you got home or anything? Uh, we didn't make eye contact for a week. Because <laughs> he's my stepson, too. So, like, we're, it, it, we have a weird relationship. I love him to death. He's uh-huh. my kid. But yeah. we have a weird relationship. Right. Um, but now every time I see Don Barris, he's like, you know what your kid's doing right now, right? He's fucking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Every time I see him, he's fucking. I'm like, okay, please. <laughs> How long has he had the same girlfriend? Two years. Oh, yeah. He's definitely fucking. I know. <laughs> 17 in two years? You don't, you don't stick around. And she's 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she has a car. She has a Beamer. She has a nicer car than I am. Wow. Yeah, single child. She Do you get a lot of that? Like, people, like, look at you like a therapist? Like, you know, where you go to the barbershop and spill your beans, or oh, you go to a... Yeah. I know so many secrets about Bartenders it. always seem to know a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think they're talking to me because you're face down. 
Uh -huh. So I honestly think that they're just saying stuff. You know how like sometimes you just need to say things out loud. It yeah. just needs to come out of your mouth. Uh -huh. I kind of feel that's what it is. Like I'm just a sounding board. Like right. I don't judge because I've done some shitty, shitty things in my life. So I have no reason to judge anyone. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. I've done a couple shitty, shitty, bang, bangs. Um, so yeah, I don't judge and I just listen and yeah, I know a lot of things I probably didn't know in Santa Clarita. I bet. Yeah. I've seen people cheating on people. Like people bring their phones and they're texting their new girlfriends and their wives outside waiting for their massage. Oh, really? Yeah. But I don't say, like I say, like what happens in the massage room never happened. Like, so I've had a couple wives. They're like, can you check to see if he's cheating on me or if he gets on his phone? And I'm like, that's not my business. Really? Yeah. They're trying to get you to knock him out? Mm-hmm. And I just tell them, my business is knots. I do, all I do is find your knots and I try and make you relax. That's, I don't want you. Yeah, I'm not a fucking private eye. Right? You don't fucking pay me enough for that shit. No shit. What's the biggest tip anybody ever gave you? Um, I've gotten $200 before. Uh-huh. But that's about it. Not very big. Yeah, that's, I would think it'd be crazy bigger than that. You'd think where, oh my god, the richer people are, the fucking cheaper they That's are. very true. Oh. <sighs> That's very true. I had a lady come in once. She was like, oh my God, I need this massage so bad because the nanny had a day off and I had to take care of the kids. Oh, I know somebody that's so rich they have, wait, two? I think two, they have two kids uh -huh. and two nannies per kid. Oh my God. There's more people taking care of these kids than created them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have four people taking care of two kids. Yes, it's insane. That's nuts. I know people who are nannies that fucking... Oh, I went into the wrong work, wrong work, but I can't have kids. I like mine. I don't like anybody else's. Uh, I can't. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Okay, so there is a question I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. Did you... You know how you imitate people? You're amazing at it. Uh-huh, like, thank did, you. Do, did you do that when you were younger? Like, did you, like, imitate your teachers? And oh, you yeah, all the time. Okay. I've always been good with that. Okay. Jeff, Jeff Richards and I were talking about that. It's funny how my voice just keeps changing octaves as you... Seriously, rub your elbow up and down. I'm, that, this is just an audio podcast, but you'll totally hear my voice changing left and right, and it's um, there's a wildebeest on me. Um, wildebeest, don't meow. Jeff Richards, who's great at impressions. I mean, he was on. He, he's the only person to ever be on Mad TV and Saturday Night Live both. And um, he uh, he and I always said that's like it's just you just have an ear for it. Right. Like you either can do that or you can't. I. You know. Actually, I can. I've told you this before. Uh -huh. I can do it once. I turn into yeah. that person. And then you can't ever get it back, though, you said. Never recreate it. Uh -huh. I was Ron White once for like two hours. <laughs> it was amazing. I was Amy Winehouse singing Tupac one day. Sounded just fucking like her. That's Tried an interesting to combo. It. it was awesome. Because I know all the words to California love. Uh -huh. I don't know why, but that's there. Just in case that needs to ever be thrown out. And, um, yeah, I was singing Amy Winehouse doing California Love, and it was, like, so good. And then I tried to record it, and it was just me. Well, fuck. <laughs> Where does it go? You know, a lot of it, too, was, like, being young and, like, doing impressions of other people's impressions. Yes. You know, somebody on Saturday Night Live or some comedian would figure out how to do an impression of something. Uh-huh. And there was, for some reason, and it's still true to today, if somebody else figures out how to do it, then we all kind of figure it out. I can see that. Like, my impression of Adam, 
Uh-huh. Everybody's impression of Adam is my impression of Adam. Okay. Everybody's boon shakalaka is my boon shakalaka. But everybody's Dean Del Rey, oh yeah. Everybody's Dean Del Rey is Sandy Danto's Dean Del Rey. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So there's a lot of ones like people figured out and then uh, uh, Jason Galern's another great one. Uh-huh. Everybody there has a Galern and me and Richard's got Galern right around the same time. So now we always have, like, dueling Jason Galerns. Oh, that's fantastic. Dude, Jason Galerns, I'll tell you a funny Galerns story, who I love. We Hilarious. Him. He's going to be on the podcast. Oh, he's great. So when he, I knew him before he was married. Uh, I knew his wife, you know, his girlfriend at the time. They lived together, but, you know, I've known him for a long time. Now he has, like, a, you know, 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. Uh-huh. Uh, so when it was just Shay, his son was born, Jessica, his wife, would go out you know, just for like girls' night or whatever the hell, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And Jason and Shay would be together. And Galern would call me, Mike Faverman, uh, Jeff Richards, and I can't remember who else, and leave us these voicemail messages. <laughs> now, that was in the day when you, you had a cell phone, but you also had like an answer machine at your apartment. Uh-huh. You know, people still had both. And I would get these messages like, dude, fucking guys' night, fucking me and fucking baby Shay are fucking hanging out. Baby Shay, tell Uncle Teeb who's got pot. <laughs> and then he was like a young enough kid that he would rem- he wouldn't retain anything, uh-huh. but he could just repeat anything you would say. Uh-huh. So I had all these messages from a two-year-old asking me, "Where's the pussy? Where- where's all the pussy at? Who's got pot? Rock and roll? Eat puss? Uh, those were pretty much the staples. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when I would go on a date or I, you know, hook up with a girl or something, we come back to my place. I would always do the same joke where I'd be like, hey, get yourself, make yourself a glass of wine or get yourself whatever you want to drink. I'm just going to check my messages real quick. And I'd <laughs> have a pad and paper uh, and a pen and I would hit play and I would just, mm-hmm, okay, this guy's looking for pot, you know. And I would always round the corner with like a glass of wine once it's like bewildered look on their face like, what baby keeps calling you looking for pussy and drugs? <laughs> It was always the funniest ice-breaking joke, you know what I mean? Right. And, but he, it was always the same messages to all three of us. Uh-huh. Whenever Shay would be around. So, whenever Glorin wasn't around, but it would be like me and Faverman or Richards or we'd be talking about it, we would all be laughing like, oh, dude, I got a hilarious one from baby Shay last night. He's like, oh, I got one too, you know? Uh-huh. Then one day all the messages just stopped. Uh-huh. So, I see Glorin, I go, yo, dude, you got to get fucking Shay to start leaving me some more messages. Because I'm running this gag with the, with girls every time, but now, now the messages are all the same. I can't do it anymore. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And he's like, dude, fucking baby Shay ratted me out. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, fucking Jess is talking to her fucking mother-in-law, my mother-in-law. And she fucking hands the phone to Shay and says, say hi to grandma. And he says, eat pussy, grandma. <laughs> and then Jess just looked at me like I'm fucking dead. How hilarious is that? <laughs> Fantastic. She must have just shit when he said that. Oh, where's the pussy, Grandma? You know what? I have... Eat pussy. That's what he told his grandma. Pussy, grandma. Oh, my God. I have some... Okay, so when Tyler was little, we my nieces would always get him to kind of the same thing, say stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. As a classic baby move. Right. So he would be like, hey, where's Jack Mehoff? You know? Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh-huh. So my mom and dad... <laughs> got chickens, and they got a rooster. My mom loves Pirate of the Caribbean, so she named the chick, or the rooster, Jack. Okay. So Tyler was like, Grandma, you should name the chickens the Meehaw. Uh-huh. 
So above my parents' chicken pen, it says Jack Chick and the Meehoffs. That's great. And I'm all, Mom, Mom. And she's like, what? I'm all, Jack Meehoff. And she's all, oh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> she didn't. Even, she did that without even knowing that's what it meant? No, so it's Jack Chick and the Meehoffs. Hilarious. <laughs> okay. And it's above my parents' chicken pen. I'm like, oh. That's amazing. And that was Tyler when he, same thing, like, had no, and he had no idea what he was saying. Just, oh, yeah, Jack, Jack, Meehoff. Yes. Yeah, my father was funny. <laughs> Even though I haven't talked to him in, many, like, 30-plus years, but I do remember him being funny. My mother's hilarious. Uh, my other mom's funny in a smart way. Okay. You know what I mean? She's, and not that my mom's not smart, but my mom really gets humor and comedy. I mean, she's always been super funny. She, when, when she was out here, not too long ago, I took her to go see Kimmel. Uh-huh. Because she loves Don Barris. And so when we're in the green room at Kimmel, Don Barris comes up and he's, I hear him rounding the corner. We're sitting at the bar in the green room. Uh-huh. And I hear Don rounding the corner and he yells, where's that fucking slut at? <laughs> and then my mom just starts laughing like, oh, here he comes. So we were, when we were walking, uh, uh, like, kind of through the halls of Kimmel, he told some of the crew and the cameramen, hey, this is my, uh, this is my chick for the day, so don't any of you guys try to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And my mom goes, quit cock-blocking me, Barris. Good girl. <laughs> Good girl. I remember when I was young, she was talking to her friends about something that happened at work, and she was like, so-and-so, some guy at work, I guess she walked by him and her hand grazed his ass. Uh-huh. And he goes, hey, you just grabbed my ass. And my mom goes, uh, if I meant to do it, my hand would still be there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know what? I was just talking about that to someone. I cannot walk by John without grabbing his ass. Really? Uh-huh. Do you massage him a lot? Or is he over it? No, he won't let me touch him. Why? He says, I'm too, I go too deep and I'm too mean. I married a pussy. Wow. Really? Yeah, he will not let me. He's never been on my table. Oh, that's just crazy. He's been on my chair maybe once or twice. Uh-huh. Like, when I put him to sleep, every night I put him to sleep, I graze his back like this, over my fingers over his back. That, like, that would do me, too. Oh, and he's out. Uh-huh. In the middle of sentences, he's just gone. I'm like, he's spoiled. That's very kind of you. Oh, he's so spoiled. What does he do for you? He gives me good dick. I, I mean, I mean, to, like for sleeping and shit like that. Nothing. And that's so funny. I was like, you know, you could do something for me. That's no. what I mean. Yeah, no, nothing. But in his defense, though, when he falls asleep and the kids fall asleep, like that's when I like edit the podcast. Yeah, like when finally. I, yes, that's when I write. I've written all my books between one in the morning to four in the morning. Like that's when I write. So, uh-huh. I mean, I get it. But he's super supportive. Like he oh, very much. Out. So, I mean, I guess it's a give and take. Uh-huh. That's, that's called marriage. Yeah, right. You'll compromise. You'll compromise. How do you feel? Great. I took a bunch of ecstasy before I got here, so this is even better. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> so is there anything you want to plug while we're ending, while I'm thumbing you? Um... And by the way, when she says thumb at me, she's, oh, one more story. Yes, give it to me. Because I was going to say you have both your thumbs in my ass. But <laughs> this guy that I love, I won't mention his name, but he's super fucking, he's a pretty talented actor. But he's kind of like, well, I don't say he's a dumb guy, but he's like a big goof. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, he'll always have crazy shit. Like, one time we were watching, fo- we used to wa- always watch football together. All day long. 
on Sundays. Uh-huh. Starting at like 9.30 in the morning. Now it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And he's like, oh, shit. I had my 11 threesome last night. And all of us slowly turn and look at him. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, your 11th threesome. Right. <laughs> Second of all, we've been together for five and a half hours. And you just now remembered. Right? That you had sex with two women at the same time. Like, most people walk in with that story. Oh, yeah. Like, just a commercial reminded him. Like, oh, two... It's exactly. Two, Something like that. One. Something like that. So, he used to be the door guy at the Saddle Ranch when the Saddle Ranch first opened. And he would always say outlandish shit like that. And he goes, um... Let me ask you something, Tebow. Is it gay <laughs> if a girl wants to put a strap on on and bend you over and fuck you with it? I go, Ish. I mean, kind of, dude. Because, like, <laughs> she's behind you. You're not even looking at her. Right. It's shaped like a giant dick. You're just getting fucked in the ass. It's... There's no, there's nothing female about that. Uh-huh. I think mean, it's kind of gay. Like, if you're into that, you might be, like, maybe having gay thoughts, maybe, you know? <laughs> and he just goes, huh. Huh. Uh, let me ask you this. Is it gay if a girl puts a finger in your ass? I, I don't think that's gay at all. I think that's, you know. Normal. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything gay about that at all. And I go, why? How many fingers have you had in your ass? And he goes, at one time? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I go, that wasn't my original question, but it is now, idiot. <laughs> Now you need to explain first. <laughs> At one time? What a fucking great guy. So yeah, of course, Punch Drunk Sports. Uh, that's myself and Ari Shafir and Sam Tripoli. Uh, that's every Tuesday. You can find us on All Things Comedy Podcast Network. And then I have my other podcast that I do called 92.7 The Pod, which is more of a sketch show. It's a fake morning radio show about a fake city. And it's fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much. So, yeah. I love that. I, I adore that one. Yeah, that starts... It starts with season three, and then I'm going to do eight episodes. I'm only doing 24 episodes total. Okay. I'm doing eight, and then, uh, and then I'm going to rewind two years ago to season one. Okay. I'm going to do eight episodes of season one, eight episodes of season two. So I already have this whole story arc written, and uh, the new one's coming out in about a week. And, uh, uh, and a lot of people die in this one. A lot of death. A lot of death. Love it. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, oh, and follow me on Twitter at the Teeb T H E T E E B, and then you can find out there all my stand up dates and all that crazy shit. He's fantastically funny. Oh, this feels great. And now he's fantastically relaxed. <laughs> all right, goodbye. Suck it.